Hi friends, I am coming to you from my bedside. <laughs> I do believe I have the COVID and I'm still waiting on my test results actually. So rather than record an entire podcast, which I frankly don't have the energy to do right now, I'm just going to leave this here and um, do a repeat of my Thanksgiving story. Um, sorry, it's not new content, but I'm sure you can understand. And we will try this again next week. And just to point out, I'm doing this solely for the purpose that I committed to myself. That I would do one podcast a week, every Thursday. And here we are. I'm not going to let this get me down. <laughs> not even COVID could stop the hoss lady. Alright, thanks guys. And I'll see you next week. Hello, welcome to the Haas Lady Podcast, where I help you declutter your life and your home. Hello, everyone. Happy Thanksgiving. I kind of wanted to do something a little different today since it is a holiday and most Americans are taking this day to be with family and friends. And so rather than dive into anything daunting, I'll just take this time to tell you a little bit about me. So, who is the host lady? Well, my name is Becky, and I live in a not-so-small town outside of Nashville, Tennessee. I was born and raised in Kentucky. Uh, my parents divorced when I was three, and I mostly lived with my mom. I was the youngest of three kids. Um, my little baby brother wasn't born for many more years, but... Like all single moms in the 80s, my mom did the best she could. In fact, she was pretty much the best mom I could ever imagine. She had her flaws, yes, but she loved us and worked hard for us, so I attribute so much of my success to her and how she raised us. I mean, she signed us up for anything and everything to try. Drama, dance, band, sports, you name it. We would try something, and if we did not like it, she would say we would need to finish the season, and then we didn't have to do it again. Sometimes we would end up liking it after all and stick with it. Other times it was like, well, okay, we gave it the old college try. Let's move on to something else. <laughs> My mom was extremely creative and artsy. She was that I-can-fix-anything kind of woman, so if there was a broken appliance or table or gadget, she refused to throw it away. We had a garage full of junk. I don't even know what all was in there. I just know that it was impossible to walk through. <laughs> My grandfather, her dad, was the same way. He was a tinkerer. In fact, he had so much stuff, they built him his own garage out in his backyard. I mean, like, huge garage. And he had all his tinker toys out there. So many tools and projects. So many projects. I was always fascinated by this. I loved going out to his garage and looking at all the weird things he had. He was an engineer, and he could take two random things, put a little wiring or soldering to it. <laughs> I sound like an idiot because I really have no idea what he did out there, but what I do know is he could create the coolest little Mr. Wizard gadgets and science experiments just for fun. His workshop was floor-to-ceiling stuff. Some things were in boxes, but most of it was just lying around or stacked up on top of other things. 
upon other things. <laughs> and then you go inside where you have my grandmother. She was a neat freak. Like you could not leave a glass unattended for any length of time. And she had it rinsed and in the dishwasher before you could even come back. We used to say our cup had been Edna'd. <laughs> Did you Edna my cup? <laughs> so you can imagine the dynamic here, right? My grandfather, who couldn't throw anything away because it would be a cool project. And my grandmother, who was constantly cleaning and picking up and folding blankets and throwing away things. My poor mother got the best of both worlds. So growing up, mom would go like a week or so. And the house would just kind of go to crap. Dishes would pile up. Disorder would creep in. And then it was like she would wake up from a fog on Saturday morning and it was cleaning day. We would go into almost like hyperdrive and we would all, well, like my mom, my sister and brother, we would all spend a few hours making it right. It would feel like that scene from Annie where the girls are mopping and changing bedding and dusting. I even think at one point I probably sat in a window looking out over the suburban street singing a dramatic ballad. <laughs> anyway, now... I am very much like my mom in this regard, but also very much like my grandmother, too. I love the house neat and tidy, and my kids got the Miss Hannigan version of me more than they got the mom I am today. I like things to look and feel cozy and relaxed and pretty, and while my kids were growing up, I still had that manic side of mom's cleaning habits ingrained in me. Let things go to pot. And when I wake up from the fog and start barking orders and shoving rags and buckets in their little hands, and it was hard knock life all over again. I apologize for that. Truly, I wish I had learned how to control that mania much earlier in my life. And, you know, that's one of the huge reasons I wanted to start this podcast. If I can help just one family or person learn how to manage their mind around their home and the people in it, it's been a good day. I know what it's like to get so overwhelmed with keeping a clean house with trying to balance the downtime and work and home life. It was and is still sometimes just too much. I have also learned the true reasons for why I even want my house to be clean to begin with. For the longest time, I thought it was to impress visitors. I wanted the house to look amazing so I could get all the compliments when guests come over. Fun fact, I am kind of introverted and I can count on probably two hands the amount of times I have had guests over to my apartment in the three years I have lived here. I mean, of course, COVID was certainly a deterrent, but I don't think even the pandemic would have changed the fact that I never had people over. So I had to just come to the realization that it wasn't for guests. And I mean like non-family members, like guests. Then I probably just wanted it to look nice and tidy for my own damn self. Hmm. The problem is when you're the only one in the house who cares if the house is clean, you are kind of in this position of, well, I want the house clean, so everyone in the house must want the house clean too. And y'all, that attitude is the worst thing you could possibly do for your family. Trust me, don't do that. But I'll dive deeper into that on how to manage your thoughts around the people living with you in a later episode. So, back to me. <laughs> so yeah, I grew up with mom. In the clutter and mania cleaning on weekends, I would visit my grandmother several times a week, and it was calm and quiet and clean. And I would see the differences in my mom's cleaning and my grandmother. I came to the really not nice conclusion as a teenager 
that my mom was just lazy. I was so convinced that my mom had just been raised to be lazy. What I never considered was that my mom was struggling to just keep up. Working long ass hours, coming home so tired, and coming home to teenage bullshit all over the place. Because y'all, we never learned to rinse the dish and put it in the dishwasher right away. The dishes piled up in the sink and sat there until we ran out and had to wash them. That's just the way it was. And mom never really changed. She was like that her whole life until she passed just a few months ago. And I can remember going over to her place so many times as an adult to help her declutter and organize and purge and clean. And she would call me (laughs) a week or so later. And, hey, uh, when you were here, do you remember seeing that little thingamajig? And I would say, okay, look in the garage, second shelf from the bottom, in a box that's labeled thingamajigs, and it should be there. If I didn't get a second phone call, I know she found it. And I hardly ever got a second phone call, but something else. I could tell, I could always tell, mom's mood would lighten when the house was cleaned up. When she could walk into the kitchen and pull a clean glass from the cabinet and not look around for one. When she could sit in her decluttered living room and watch a television show or read her hundreds upon hundreds of books she had on her Kindle. And I'm like that too. When the house is clean, I'm calmer. I can focus on myself. I have a little more self-care time. I can just sit down and relax after a long day. And not really from ignoring the mess, but from knowing the mess has already been taken care of. I am still learning this. Don't get me wrong. I am not perfect at all. I still have messes. I still pile dishes in the sink sometimes, but I am working so hard to become the person who does not do that. Remember that trick I taught you a couple weeks ago about the surface of a table or whatever? That every time you walk by that space to make sure it's cleared off and nothing's there that doesn't belong. Guys, I've been doing that with you. I'm doing it too. And now I'm doing it with my sink. (laughs) I just loved having my dining room table look pretty and clear. So now I added in my sink. And I'll be adding on my countertops and other spaces along with it. Because once I get in a good habit of one space, I plan on adding another space. You should be doing that too. Think about it. So yeah, that's the tidy side of me. What about the organized side of me? Well, it's something I think I have had for years and years. And I can remember my brother coming into my bedroom once and laughing at me to my face for having my closet organized in a rainbow. Like, you know, all my clothes organized by color. He literally went and got my sister and brought her in there to laugh at me. (laughs) And I, I don't know. I just did that. And I would put my baby dolls and stuffed animals in their own little spaces. And I would keep my books on the shelf by title. What 10 year old does that? I don't know. I don't think it was an OCD thing. I think I just liked it neat and easy to find. Fast forward to my adulthood, when I had kids, I would label their drawers or their dressers. I had one labeled shirts and one labeled pants and one for pajamas. And when I would fold laundry, I would have the kids put their clothes away and the labels on the drawer were just an easy way for them to keep things organized. I mean, this might sound silly and you're probably like, who doesn't assign each drawer for a certain thing? 
but I just wanted them to learn early on how to not pile their clothes on top of the dresser. Because when things are put away in their functioning space, you spend so much less time looking for things. And I'm known in my family as the one who can clean up a space. I have helped many members of my family just go through their stuff and purge what was no longer needed and organize the spaces they had for what was remaining. And I think I have shared before, but it was my mom who gave me the idea to become a home organizer. I mean, I figured I was not going to quit my day job and go clean people's houses. But I could for sure figure out a way to help people get their mindset working. And also, I went through a very, very, very depressed part of my life. I won't go into details because it's my life. But I started seeing my mom's struggles reflected in my own life. Depression is real. And it brings on things that you just do not like about yourself. Like letting the house get messy. Like coming home and sitting down and hollering at the kids because the house isn't clean. And getting mad about all the things your kids are doing. Like leaving clothes on the floor when it's the exact same thing I do. I cringe thinking back on it. Y'all, my depression hasn't gone away. And yes, I do see a doctor for it. But I have also learned that I was doing the best I could with the capacity I had. Just like my mom. She did the best she could with the capacity she had. And I realized she wasn't lazy at all. She was exhausted and sad and just trying to survive. Y'all, that's why rule number one is so important. We do not judge. We do not judge our partners for having a messy house. We do not blame ourselves and call ourselves lazy. We do not blame our mothers. We do not blame our circumstances. We simply see the situation, acknowledge there's a mess, and skip over that beatdown and go straight into figuring it out. So over the past couple of years, I have been working with a life coach on weight loss. The weight came off, but I got an unexpected gift from that program, which is how to manage my mind around life. I have learned to stop blaming myself and beating myself up when the house gets messy. I have learned not to go crazy Miss Hannigan when my house is a hot mess. I have learned to stop expecting the people in my life to have the same house cleaning habits or inclinations as me. I have learned how to manage my mind when all I want to do is sit on the couch and watch stupid TikTok videos for hours versus just standing up and doing something for five minutes. I have learned how to stack habits into my daily routine, such as making my bed daily, resetting the couch every night, putting things back where they go rather than just leave stuff lying around, learning how to let things go. I think I should keep. I mean, I have always had that ability, but sometimes there are things that I just do not want to get rid of, like the flowers for my mom's retirement party. It was so hard to hold those silk flowers and put them in the donate box. Number one, they didn't match a thing in my house. And number two, they were not going to bring back my mom. I have learned that stuff, things, items do not bring me happiness. To me, those flowers served their purpose for her retirement party. They were pretty, but they no longer had a purpose in my home. So I donated them. 
and I am positive someone will find them on a shelf somewhere and they'll think, oh, how pretty. These are going to look amazing on my table. And they will have joyful thoughts about those flowers that have nothing to do with my mom. That's hard to digest, but it's true. It's just stuff. Stuff does not bring me joy. My thoughts do. So if I can have happy memories of my mom when I look at those flowers, I can just as easily have happy thoughts of my mom when I look in the mirror at myself or when I see the creativeness of my children or in the songs I hear on the radio or in the laughter during the holidays. So all this to say, I am the host lady. I am a single mom. I am creative. I am hardworking. I am a work in progress. I grew up and created untidy habits for myself, but I do not regret it at all. In fact, I am so thankful for learning that I do not have to remain that way. I'm so thankful that my childhood was exactly the way it was and that I learned a connection between mental health and a tidy home. I am so very thankful for learning how to manage my mind around what I think others in the house should be doing. And I am most thankful that my mom planted the seed of me becoming the host lady. She knew it was my gift and she told me I should share it with others. So now, now that I'm confident in helping others get their lives organized, I just want to share that with you. So this week's call to action, hug your family and friends. Spend a few minutes in gratitude and thanksgiving for all the blessings in your life. Guys, life isn't about stuff. Just remember that as you go into the shopping season. Make it be about the people, not the things. I'll be back next week with more practical ways of getting your house and your mind organized. And remember... I will start booking one-on-one sessions at the beginning of the year, so stay tuned for more details. Until then, happy holidays, and let's get to it. Hey guys, thank you so much for listening to my Host Lady podcast. My name is Becky, and I cannot wait to share more ideas with you to help you get your environment and your mind to a more organized space. I hope you enjoyed the podcast. Please leave me a review and share with your friends. Until next time, let's get to it.